If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with someone who has, um, I guess the saying is fingers in a lot of pies. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we'll get into this in a second. I know you have an event coming up and we're going to talk about that. But I think that, you know, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself. But first off, the way that I am aware of you and what you do, I know you've been in a lot of bands over the years and, and, and I've sort of seen your name and face in the local music scene. But the main way that I've kind of come to know who you are is through the Red Tie Productions um, videos you've been doing. So... You're a musician, you have a lot of uh, experience um, producing these great live events that have been happening, um, streaming on the internet, and I'm sure there's a lot more as well. So I think the best way to start this off is if you want to introduce yourself, and maybe just give a bit of background about what your what your background is uh, in the music scene. I'm Clint Chaboyer, and I've, I started playing bands when I was um, about 16, playing in the bars and... Um, my mom used to have to come and, you know, sit with me because I was under 18. Um, but yeah, I've been playing, yeah, Winnipeg bars since I was 18. And that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then since then, you've, you've, you've played in a lot of bands and, and now you're sort of more on the other side of things where you're, you're, you're producing these, these shows for, for local bands and, and getting sort of the word out about local musicians um, in a, in a really, really, really visual way. So what is the sort of uh, genesis of that project? Yeah, well, I remember I played uh, one, of my, one of my bands played on uh, Live at the Roslyn. And after that, I was thinking, like, the heavy bands need, need this. Like, you know, because obviously they're not going to have a, you know, a metal band bring in half stacks and stuff into into their apartment building. Um, so there's no there's no avenue like that for for, you know, metal punk and, you know, all that heavy stuff. So I thought um, I don't know much about video, but I'm going to give it a try you know and the uh village idiots were super awesome with you know giving me you know advice here and there and stuff like that and they they actually came and hosted um the first i think i don't know three at least um and uh yeah so that's that's kind of where it started i and then they also in- introduced me to uh sean perrin who like there's this video guy who you know, he's reached out to us and stuff. He, he's into heavy music. Here's his email. And so, yeah, I emailed him and he was 
yeah, he was all over that. So we, um, yeah, we got together and we've been doing it, you know, building a little bit slowly too, and, you know, adding um, a little bit more into our uh, production value, I guess, you know, um, as we go. And we're, we're pretty happy with how it's progressed, you know, so far. Well, I think it was uh, must have been a couple of years ago now that I, I guest hosted, uh, I filled in to guest host one of the episodes, and I was impressed yeah. at, at just how, I mean, you see it on you see it online, and you see you know there, there's there's some interview sections, and then there's a live band, but the amount of people involved and the amount of sort of um, you know coordination of, of of different cameras and the way that it's being it's being looked at in real time and 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 directed and everything it was it was it was impressive like you know uh, the same thing with the village idiots too is seeing that in person uh, as well yeah. it, it, it's really cool to see that um, not only are people in Winnipeg sort of doing these DIY video productions but they're doing it in in at a level that's um you know it, it's 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 pretty cool like to see it that it's that involved and there's this many people making this happen because it could you know it, it could just as well be someone with a cell phone camera which is how how the village idiots got started too right and yeah uh, yeah so so yeah. it's cool to know that you didn't have really any video experience before that and you just jumped into it and, and now this is this 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 behemoth <laughs> yeah well and it was funny because like i had so little video experience that um i thought you know Oh, you can just take a camera and plug it into a laptop. So when we uh, showed up to do our very first live stream, um, Kevin and Riley showed up the night before to help me kind of, you know, get everything kind of set up and stuff. And so they're like, uh, okay, uh, what are you plugging your cameras into? I'm like, uh, the laptop. <laughs> they're like, um, you can't do that. <laughs> so... Uh, our very first stream was just one, uh, you know, crappy little kind of webcam that we, you know, little USB just plugged right into the computer. And um, so, yeah, that was a pretty big uh, learning curve, <laughs> that, that very first one. You can, you can go and any, watch it on Red Tide Productions' uh, Facebook page. It's with um, local metal band uh, Inverted Serenity. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's neat to see that this has kind of become. Um, I know, I know that obviously the village idiots weren't the first ones to do it, but I mean, I mean, the pandemic has kind of turned the idea of doing live streams and doing sort of virtual concerts into this big thing that, that the bands even now that shows are happening again. And everything people still want to do them. People still want to watch them. I mean, I've tuned into a lot of your shows, and uh, it's it's not the same as going to a concert, but it's it's a different kind of experience. I think people still. We, we, we got a taste for it <laughs> during the pandemic, right? And people still want it. So yeah. it, it's cool that it's now an option, I think, for bands, especially with something like what you're doing, giving heavier bands an opportunity to uh, to do that. Because a lot of those live streams that happened during the pandemic and beyond seem to be a little more focused on folk singers and solo artists yeah. and, and the type of people that you don't need a big setup and a big crew and a, yeah. a big space, really, to, to, to perform and to record. Yeah, 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 for sure. And yeah, it's... I'm... I'm happy to see that it's, you know, kind of kept going after the pandemic because, yeah, you, you know, when we came out of it, everyone wanted to, you know, get out and do stuff now that they could. And so it, we were kind of a little bit worried about, well, will people still, you know, tune into live streams or so, yeah, and, and we're, you know, th there was definitely a, a dip, um, but yeah, we're very happy with that it's been 
been able to keep going. So, Was it something you always intended to do after the pandemic ended? Like, did you know that this was still going to be something you wanted to pursue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, like when, when I started it, it wasn't uh, like it was before the pandemic. Right, of and, course. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, yeah I, I wanted to keep going, you know, as long as as I can. And how many seasons has it been now? Has it been three or, or, or more? Uh, uh, four. Four seasons. Four. Okay. We, okay. Yeah. We just finished our fourth. Uh, the f- Season one was only three episodes. And then um, the rest have been, they're, they're all six. And when does the next season start? Like what is your sort of shooting schedule for these? Um, well, we're October or November uh, we start. And then we go one a month for six months. Cool, cool. And those are always kind of in in perpetuity stored on on Facebook and YouTube and wherever else, so people can still see those even if they missed them the first time around, right? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, every episode is up on uh, Facebook, and quite a few of them are up on YouTube. Cool, cool. And just to to shift gear, I mean, I could talk to you about this for a while, but to shift gears a bit, I mean, you have an event coming up. Another sort of aspect of what you're doing is is you're still playing music but you're also kind of helping to put this event on or you're involved in putting this event on, which it sounds like is a very sort of close to your heart cause that this is helping out. So what can you tell me about the event that's coming up? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's May 5th May at 5th. the, uh, park, park theater. And this is the, uh, the eighth year. Um, and every year we pick, uh, usually it's two charities, um, one animal charity and one, um, uh, human charity, and uh, and we put on this the the show, and we split the money down the middle, and donate it to uh, the two charities. Um, but this year, uh, we decided that we're just gonna pick one charity, and it's uh, MS Society of Canada. Um, and yeah, I was diagnosed in uh, two thousand and twenty one, um, so it's a uh, yeah pretty pretty close to my heart. Yeah, no, I no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
her chest. I imagine that you know having having gone through all of this yourself and, and being diagnosed and, and living with it and everything you're probably even more um motivated to get to get, get this event uh you know to, to do as well as possible not that you wouldn't have been before right but i mean you, you have this uh, personal yeah. connection now yeah yeah no i yeah i always put 100 percent into uh to, to everything i do um but this one i might put 110 for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah is it always the same band that plays every year because you're doing you're doing 90s covers right i mean every time it's, yeah. it's it's 90s covers is it the same musicians yeah so there's uh about between 16 and 18 musicians uh each year um and they're all from different bands so and then i've split them up into uh the first year i pretty much just kind of randomly pick names and um split them into three bands and then so so they play it as a as a band for for that night and uh why why, why 90s i mean like as someone you know who, who i'm 40 now so the 90s stuff definitely for me is is a big part of growing up is that really the reason you guys sort of chose that theme because you're all of the age where that would have been a prime music listening time um yeah it was um i when I was sitting around, I kind of came up with the idea um, to do like a, you know, uh, do a show with a whole bunch of musicians all from different bands. I was thinking, well, what kind of music do I want to play? I'm like, well, 90s. So that's, yeah, that's how I picked the, uh, the 90s theme. 
Well, I guess it's a, an era, too, that has a pretty wide range of stuff, too, right? I mean, you know, it's, it's not like you're just doing grunge covers or you're just doing hip-hop covers. You're just, I mean, there's so many different things that were popular in the 90s that you have a, a pretty wide range of, of songs to choose from as far as covers. Yeah, oh, yeah. And there's um, the the three groups all have, they kind of play different, uh, you know, different styles um, from the 90s. So the, the first first group is usually kind of, uh alternative slash um like they they play some tom petty sometimes and sublime you know the, the kind of lighter stuff and yeah. then uh the, the second group which i'm in uh and we play most of the grunge stuff um so you know Soundgarden, nirvana pearl jam all that kind of stuff and the third group um uh plays the heavier stuff Okay. So they, you know, they they've done you know Pantera, Metallica, um, stuff like that. Okay, cool, cool. Has does this uh, experience of sort of, I mean, not only doing this show every year, but but also with Red Tie doing, uh, you know, being this involved in, in in live shows and and hanging out with musicians all the time, does that make you want to get back into sort of regularly playing um, with any bands, or are you happy to do the one a year and 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 then focus on the behind the scenes stuff? Um. Yeah, it's um, gets harder as you get older. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> and I, yeah. You know, and yeah, I live like an hour and a half out of outside of Winnipeg, and you know, so driving back and forth three, four times a week is kind of doesn't um, like. Trust me, I'd love to, you know, be in a a nice uh, full time original band again, uh, writing and stuff. But yeah, it's just the it's. A little too hard. I wouldn't be able to commit a hundred percent, and yeah, I I like to give a hundred percent. So, <laughs> so you get you get the one experience a year at least where you're 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 still on stage again and, and doing that. Yeah, like I I play uh, like kind of part time in a couple cover bands too. So I I do kind of play a little bit, but it's not as uh, it's a lot different than you know writing music in a in a in a band yeah and i guess maybe to differentiate too like this this, these 90s shows i mean yes you're doing covers but this is more like a tribute to the 90s rather than just being your standard cover band that people would go see at whatever bar on a weeknight or something right oh yeah what yeah one 100 yeah because i think the cover band i mean I know I'm guilty of this too, is thinking that cover bands, they, they have kind of a bad rap with a lot of people as like, I don't want to pay money to go see, <laughs> go see that because I got, yeah. I want to hear original music. Yeah. You know what? I, I totally do that. Yeah. And I feel bad because I mean, you know, no offense to anyone who's in a cover band, but I think that, yeah, like something like this to me as, as someone who would go to a show, it makes, makes more sense, right? Because you're going, first of all, it's for charity. Secondly, you're seeing specific songs that you probably grew up on and, and loved hearing or, or at least remember from that era. And yeah, it's not like yeah. you're playing top 40 hits, uh, you know? Yeah, no. And you know, probably 75% of the people come, you know, dressed up in oh, know, cool. 90, 90s grunge and, and rock kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's a, a pretty much a complete nineties feel, uh, the, the whole night. And do these usually sell out? Like, do they usually? I've seen photos and videos uh, of them, and it seems like a pretty big crowd. Yeah, like the 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 first first year we had at the the pyramid, and that sold out. And there's a actually a huge lineup down down the street. It was crazy. Um, and then so then we moved it to uh, the the oak, and the oak holds. I 
it's I think 700 people. So we we've never sold the Oko, but um, it's usually in, you know in between three to 500 people, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, you know, especially oh, yeah. if you're yeah. you, the money's going to a good cause too. That's that's great yeah. to have. And it's at the park this year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The um, I did originally try to book it at the Oak again because we've been there for seven seven years um but doesn't sound like they're gonna be having any shows there anytime soon so oh, okay and then so after that my first obvious was the the park yeah totally yeah yeah well it's i mean if, if you you can, it's one of the best venues in town if not the best venue in town so you're you hard, hard to go wrong yeah. <laughs> with the show at the park yeah for sure oh, yeah, yeah for sure yeah. people get in, involved in this event where do they find information about uh you know where to get tickets uh times dates all that stuff i'm sure there's somewhere online they can track all that down yeah yeah so there's uh they can get tickets right on the uh park theaters website um or uh they can go to the um annual 90s tribute show facebook page 
Um, and there's uh, the event pages up there and it has a, you know, a link to the tickets and all the times and stuff like that. Cool. And then uh, I was going to ask you too earlier, uh, talking about Red Tie Live, where do you, how do you choose the bands that, that appear on the show? Because like, you know, like you said, you're doing one a month and you've done four seasons now. A, a lot of different artists have been on the show and representing a lot of different heavier styles of music. Like, are, are you seeking out bands to contact you about this? Or do you have sort of a list of bands that you as a group of uh, people producing the show are, are going for? Um, well, uh, at the start, it was pretty much we would just pick the bands. But for season one, it was pretty much just me. And yeah. then after that, it was me and Sean. And, um, but, and, and then as the seasons have gone on, um, we've had more bands start to contact us like every every season um this season we we probably could have did 50 episodes it was pretty pretty crazy with people actually reaching out and contacting us That's great. um and yeah it's awesome and so and then so me and Sean try and kind of not have the same style of music the whole season so we'll we'll try to split it up and have you know one or one or two punk bands and one or two rock and then you know a couple metal bands and so as the we basically just sit down and pick you know who we who we'd want us you know to give it kind of give an opportunity to and who would we you know personally like to see too or of course yeah. um and it it like if you know a band has a they just put out a single or, you know, they're about, about to put out an album. We'll, you know, try and pick those bands too, so that we can help, you know, get their, their, their new content out, out there. Yeah. Get the, get the word out, time it around. I do that with the podcast too. If someone's got something yeah. happening, I try to get them on reasonably within the time frame for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, yeah. is there sort of a dream band that you guys would like to get um, as far as someone from, from Winnipeg that, that hasn't happened yet? Propagandy. Yeah, <laughs> well, and that's a cool one to mention too, because I mean, the the, the place that that these are being shot at is is yeah. I mean, they, they I don't know if they still use it, but they I know they did use that space um, for for some rehearsals, yeah. and it's in the there's a photo in the liner notes of one of the records with them in that space, and it's kind of a uh, it's kind yeah. of cool because it's instantly recognizable for people who have you know listened to that record a million times, myself included, and it's like oh shit, this is. <laughs> this is the spot they yeah. were in in these photos yeah. so that's it's, yeah. it's pretty cool yeah how did you choose yeah. that location um well it's uh that's <clears throat> sorry um most people in the in the music scene know uh mike wagner and uh he's you know he's a terrific uh, sound technician and uh one of my favorites that i like to use um so he and he has that that's his space okay he, um you know he rents it out to bands to rehearse and stuff like that so and he he does recordings there too and and it's a it's a fair size and we needed a place so it was just a it was kind of a no-brainer and 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 to have uh wags actually doing sound on it too is that's you know a huge bonus yeah, yeah, that that helps, right? Yeah, and I guess yeah. it, it's it's set up too in a way where you, I mean, you do have people there watching the show as well and hanging out, and there's sort of a a small intimate crowd there, and it, it's really set up well for the band to be in one spot and the crowd to be watching for. Like, it, it, it's not a stage necessarily, but the layout of the room works really well, I think, for what you're trying to do with with the, the performances. Yeah, no, I, I I agree totally. It's 
there's you know has huge windows on uh, along one whole wall which is perfect for for lighting and yeah. it has that little that little you know two foot up uh a little uh raise in the floor there which is perfect for the you know put the drums on and it has the the spare room on the side where the all the the tech stuff can be so yeah no it's it's perfect
Canadian dreams. Do you have um, anyone figured out? I mean, you don't have to tell me who it is. I'm sure you're going to wait to announce your lineup for the next season. But have you already started working on on sort of figuring out who the bands are going to be to appear on the next ones? Um, not like we haven't sat down to to talk about it or anything, but we do have um, two two bands already that are conf- confirmed for next season. Oh, cool. Cool. So what's the best place for people to find this stuff? I know you mentioned earlier that it's, it's on the Facebook page. Um, there's some of it on YouTube. Would you prefer people going to the Facebook and watching it on there? Is that kind of the main hub for all of the Red Tie stuff? Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we post uh, links to the all, anything we have up on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> most of it gets gets shared on Facebook too. <clears throat> well, and I guess also, you not, not only do you have the... Um, the performance and the interview happening live, but you have these cool pre-interviews too that happen just to kind of like uh, preview who's going to be on the show. And those, it looks like this year you have, you had them in a, a different spot. Like you were doing them at Torque for a while, and then now this looks like some kind of a studio setting. What was the uh, location for this year? Yeah, that's um, one of our our sponsors, uh, Sugar Cube Studios. Okay, um, they're on um, on Marion, and actually for any any old musicians um, that remember major and minor that used to be on Marion. Um, that's, that's the building that oh, it's cool. in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember walking in there going, oh, I bought drumsticks from here when I was like <laughs> 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Everything, everything, everything changes, but it still kind of stays the same. It's all, <laughs> it's all still connected. Yeah. This weird incestuous music scene we have in Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh, totally. But this is a sing-along, and I think you guys all know it. We're going to need your help on, like, the third part of it. You'll know. You will know. Early in the morning, rising to the sea. Light me up that cigarette, and I strap shoes on my feet. Got to find the reason, reason things went wrong. Got to find a reason why my money's all gone I got a Dalmatian, I can still get high I can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot Smoke Jay! Come back to me 
Get it.